When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Cuts are happening as we speak around the NFL. 4 p.m. on Tuesday is when the final cuts are necessary, according to the league. So we will know every team's 53-man roster uh, by the middle of the afternoon. Today, as you can tell, we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday. Don't worry, though. It won't be uh, out of date for long. We're back again tomorrow on Wednesday, giving you a full 53-man roster breakdown. Um, Nothing super surprising around the league just yet. Uh, Some names, I guess, being cut. Kellen Mond, a quarterback from Minnesota. We mentioned in the last episode Quincy Roche, a linebacker from the Giants. Uh, last night, former 2017 first-round pick inside linebacker Gerard Davis was cut from the Lions. From the Lions, right. That's a name I would maybe think about kicking the tires on or at least having him come in for a visit uh, over those next couple days. Um, when, uh, if the Steelers go dumpster diving, I, I think the offensive line they're okay with. I think the position they dumpster dive at is inside backer. Oh. I'll say this, though. I'm not super confident they're going to dumpster dive at all. Yeah, I, I given where the fifty the final fifty three could possibly lay, the glue signing which we mentioned, or glue cut rather, which we mentioned in the previous episode, came as a shock. But I honestly don't know if there's really a need to go out and get a guy who would just take up the same what fifth fifth guy in the depth chart or, or fourth guy in the depth chart on an opposing team as he would ours. Here's some breaking news, though, Okay, as far as the NFL front's concerned. According to Ian Rappaport and confirmed by Adam Schefter, the Saints are trading their starting defensive back, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, to the Eagles. Extension talks broke down between the Saints and Gardner-Johnson, so the focus shifted from keeping him to trading him. Philly lands another starter in their secondary. I got to applaud the Eagles. They are aggressive, aggressive, and aggressive. I don't know what the compensation they sent back to the Saints was for this trade, Guessing probably like a third round pick or something like that. It's going to be something valuable because, again, that is a decently good starter in the defensive backfield that you just got in Gardner Johnson. Very exciting uh, times if you're a Philly fan. I mean, they are going balls to the wall in this offseason period to try to make this team a contender now. And with the injury to the uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman, his name is escaping me right now, um, but he, massive injury for them. I think the door's open now for the Eagles to to make to some noise and Cowboys. potentially win that NFC East. Um, it, it, 
Tyron Smith, the offensive tackle that got ah. hurt for them. Big time player for them. Absolutely. You know, that's someone that's huge as far as that line is concerned in protecting Dak Prescott. So I don't know. I just I all I do know is that I always respect the team for really going after it and really trying to get good fast. And the Eagles are certainly doing that. They they are they're going the Rams route almost. F these draft picks. Let's get AJ Brown. Let's get this guy from the Saints to come in and play in our defensive backfield, which is already a pretty decent defensive backfield to begin with. Uh, Eagles could be a very dangerous team this year. They very well could be. It all hinges on number one though, right? Jalen Hurts. Like that's oh well, that's to the me, only... it hinges on the number one guy wearing the 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 blue star in his helmet. I think if Dak is there and Dak is healthy in Dallas. Oh, yeah, then I think Dallas can still win the division. As far as the Eagles, though, even making noise as a wild card and being a good team. Sure, yeah, they're definitely making noise. I mean, you look, we talk about this all the time, the AFC compared to the NFC. If the Eagles are in the AFC, they would be, what, the 11th best team in that conference? But given the state of the NFC, I have one team coming out of the NFC North. You have two between Green Bay and Minnesota. There's only one team coming out of the NFC South for sure. There's two, probably three, coming out of the NFC West. So that leaves the NFC East to have at least two. I mean, I don't know if we expect Washington or New York to to make any noise, but that definitely leaves the door open for the Philadelphia Eagles to be what? Probably the number one or number two wildcard team? I think they'll be number five. Yeah, I think they'll be the number one wildcard team this year. No, I would say... Six. So Why? I, I probably I probably have the Niners as the five. Oh, the Niners, or Niners are in their own quarterback right now. We'll get to that we'll in a little bit. One but. second. Uh, but don't forget with the Eagles too. Uh, the faces of the national champion Georgia Bulldog defense are now front and center for them. Jordan Davison and Kobe Dean uh, with their first two picks in first round and a second round pick in this draft. So. A lot of new faces on that Eagles defense. Really exciting. A lot of people saying Nicobe Dean could be the seal of the draft, considering... Me. I'm one of them, too. Yeah. He fell really far. Man, wouldn't have hated to see the Steelers maybe snag him, you know? But I'm good with Kenny. Kenny's a good first-round sure. pick. And George Pickens looks like a hell of a second-round pick, too. So, beggars can't be choosers. No real big cuts happening around the league either as of right now. Uh, Eagles released an offensive tackle, LaRavion Carter, or LaRavion Clark. Um, Maybe look for him to go to the Cowboys is what Adam Schefter was saying, but nothing huge happening, nothing earth-shattering. If there was going to be an earth-shattering move, I think it was going to be Jimmy G in San Francisco. That didn't happen. But that happened in the other end of the spectrum, where instead of cutting bait with him or trading him, they decided to restructure that deal. Jimmy G took a pay cut, actually, which is kind of surprising. He'll instead stay in San Francisco for one more season on that restructured contract. It'll make him the most expensive backup quarterback in the NFL. He's also probably the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now, so that makes sense. Um, That's a pretty... Pretty, pretty hefty shadow to be looking at over your shoulder if you're Trey Lance. I mean, I don't know what the Niners could have done with Jimmy G. They're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place there. I think that, in my mind, I thought they were just going to have to bite the bullet, move on from him, and not really get anything, and just hope and pray he doesn't end up in Seattle somehow, although he probably would have. But I don't know if this tells me more that they don't have faith in Trey Lance as much as they thought they would, or they think he's going to get hurt and they want a nice insurance policy. But like, right. That is tough for a young quarterback to come in, be the starter 
over the guy that was the starter last year during your rookie year, have him constantly be over your shoulder with a helmet on game days. You throw a couple interceptions at uh, 49ers Stadium or Levi Stadium, that crowd's going to be wanting Jimmy G in the game. I mean, Jimmy G took him to the NFC Championship game just last year. It's a lot of pressure to have on your young quarterback with that kind of guy lurking uh, in the background. So I don't know what the Niners are doing here. It's a very peculiar move. Because we all thought. I thought, if anything, they were just going to cut him and just say, you know what? Screw it. We we kind of we put our, our, our butt in the jackpot here. We got to get So we, does it surprise you at all him. that Jimmy G agreed to this? It does surprise me on that side of the fence, too. I don't know why he agreed with that. Maybe he thinks he can beat out. Trey Lance, or maybe he thinks Trey Lance will struggle and he'll get the chance to take the job back and he'll never look back. Uh, maybe he just didn't want to go through the headache of, you know, getting traded this late into the season. Remember, when he got traded from New England to San Francisco, it was midseason, correct? So he had to pretty much learn on the fly how to get up to speed with that San Francisco offense. He didn't start right away. When he did, they would went something amazing like six and one or seven and one down the stretch when he finally took the reins. But right. it took him a while to get used to that offense. Maybe he remembers that whole experience and he's like, We're already at week one of the season. I don't want to have to be thrown into a team's, you know, offense, learn it on the fly and try to get in there as fast as I possibly can. Why don't I just stay in San Francisco, be the backup, maybe get tabbed to be the starter again if the season goes poorly for Trey Lance or he gets hurt. And then I get a full offseason as a complete free agent. The Niners can't, you know, block me. For, want to go to Seattle? I go to Seattle. You know sure. what I mean? I, I don't have any organization standing in my way. Restrictions. Yes, right. yeah. exactly. Because I think Seattle's the spot. Like that, they might be so bad this year that they get a quarterback, a rookie quarterback in the draft. But right now, Seattle is just such an obvious landing spot. And I don't know, maybe that's really in the Niners' head too, saying we're in a bear of a division already. If we just outright cut this guy and he ends up in Seattle. We just created a fourth team in our division that can possibly compete for a playoff spot. So maybe that's, you know, we eat we eat this year with Jimmy G as the but backup to protect ourselves from creating another team that's good in the division. I totally get the logic on the Niners' end. It makes no sense to me that Jimmy G would agree to this deal. Yeah, I know. Take the pay cut just to be the second-string guy. And I'm trying to, like, contort myself into figuring it out, like, with the whole, like, oh, he doesn't want to learn a new offense or... Oh, he doesn't have a good trade partner out there. I, I don't know. Maybe he really does want to have the full free agency. You know, just everybody can come at me, all 32 teams. I'm, I'm fair game, and I can hear a lot of different offers. You still and, get paid. Yeah, like off- and you And you kind of maybe just save yourself for a year. You, you, you don't risk injury by being the backup. And I, I wonder if there is some doubt creeping into the minds of the quarter of, about of Trey the Lance. Niners, about Trey Lance. I really do. I mean, if Trey Lance was so far and away the guy and you were so sure of it that he was going to be your Pat Mahomes to you'd Alex probably, Smith, you'd probably ways. get rid of Jimmy G any way possible. How long did it take for the, the Chiefs to get rid of Pat or to get rid of uh, Alex Smith? I don't remember. I want to say he was a backup for a year Patrick Mahomes for a year just to get him off the ground. Did he get was he on the Super Bowl team? He was not on the Super Bowl team, no. He was already gone. He was already gone. He was a Washington commander at that point. Or formerly the Washington football, football team, team member. Yeah, exactly. And then he got that brutal leg injury. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see what this plays out for. I don't know what is in the cards for Jimmy G, but it, it is a peculiar situation for sure on his end of the spectrum. It seems like he settled and the Niners really come out of this in front. I mean, they got everything they could possibly want. They've got a good backup quarterback now. If things go south with Lance, it doesn't mean your season's completely over. 
and you save yourself money too. So it's so, it's a it's a bizarre spot where the Niners just won in the end, which so I, me, I didn't think was possible. So to me, this sounds like Jimmy G is going to end up going to a team who will not be in the the best position to get a quarterback next year, right? Like. You don't think, say that again, you don't think he's going to so, go. Jimmy G is not going to go to Seattle, right? Jimmy G is going to go, Seattle is going to end up not being able to sign Jimmy G this year, right? Yes. And because of that, they'll probably win, what, four or five games? Yes. So that means that they'll get a uh, a really nice draft pick and probably go for a quarterback. So I'm trying to think of a, a middle tier to maybe a, a playoff contender who just missed out. Who wouldn't get that high draft pick? Who needs a quarterback? Or what else I could see happening is you go through the draft, and one of the teams that needs a quarterback just misses on them. Like just for some reason they don't just get the barely. guy. They don't get the guy they want. Like I'm looking. Uh, I really don't know who it would be. You won't know what this team is until the season, probably. You know what I mean? Like until the the season the end plays of this out. Year. Yeah, because exactly. everything changes everything year by changes year so fast. But if, like maybe the Commanders, if I could think of maybe Carson Wentz doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, that's a great and, point. But maybe Carson Wentz doesn't work. But maybe he's good enough to get the six wins, and you're out of the range of getting one of these stud quarterbacks. Maybe New Orleans, if Jameis can't stay healthy. Although I think Jameis is going to be pretty decent in New Orleans. I just have health is your biggest right. hang up with him, and the possibility of thirty and thirty again. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. I'd love to see another season like that. But the Saints fireworks. Were, the yeah, Saints. Who, what do it? I care what the Saints think? Hey, maybe three of those thirty will come at uh, Acroshore Stadium later. Do you think it's possible? That's true. Do you think it's possible (laughs) if, whether it's the 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 Eagles or the Dolphins with Hertz and Tua, one of those guys not working out? I love the prospect of the Dolphins because that's a team that is 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 ready to go now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if they want to waste their time on another rookie quarterback. So if Tua is done and gone. Maybe that's your move. But the you Eagles, too, I mean, the G. Eagles, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right about work the Eagles, out. too. Like, that's the same kind of boat, actually. Um, I just like Hurts more than Tua, you know that. So I lean more towards the Dolphins. But I think Dolphins, good job, man. I think you nailed it. I think the Dolphins are a really interesting team. If they go, like, 7-10 and 10 or 8-9 and nine this year, and if Tua's the reason why they're going 8-9. and nine, Then Tua's probably out, Jimmy G's probably in. Right, because you're too good to get a Bryce Young and you don't want to go through the headache of developing another rookie quarterback with all these stud, talented guys around him. And you probably don't want to stick with Tua. Right, so you bring in a guy who has worked with Tyreek Hills in his past. You know what I mean? Like, has worked with uh, Mike McDaniel in his past, who is the well, head coach of the How could that Miami be, too, if, if Jimmy G and Tyreek Hill are about the same team after Tyreek Hill beat him in the Super Bowl? Under Mike McDaniel, too, which I think True. is a yeah, huge factor point. in this, is that he coached Jimmy G a lot, and he's very familiar with him, so... Yeah, I could see that happening for sure. Could you see it happening maybe this year where the Dolphins struggle really a bit struggles. or he gets hurt and the Dolphins go, hey, can we get that restructured deal from Jimmy G? We'll give you a fourth-round, third-round pick for him, maybe even a second-round pick for him. It depends on how Desperate. aggressive the Dolphins want to be. And, and how much of an asking price the Niners, the Niners are going to have with Jimmy G. And who knows, maybe at that point Jimmy G's the starter for the Niners and you can't trade him if you're San Francisco. But... That saga came to an end in a very uninspiring, unexciting way. You know, the like, Jimmy G yeah, will like he won't he remain with San Francisco, cut and then a and then a free agent free for all, or 
see a, a trading war happen or something like that. Like, remember when the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson had that injury early in preseason? It was like right. siren bell alarms going off on Twitter. Jimmy G time, Jimmy G yeah. time, Jimmy G time. They were drawing connections to Robert Sala and Jimmy G and the coaching staff in, in New York. And then the prognosis for Wilson, he might be ready by like week two, week three. So we can roll with Joe Flacco prognosis for a week negative ago. on that, Jimmy G going. So there you go. But... I it just and then in the end it just ends up yeah restructured deal pay cut he's still a niner it's like oh well great so all of that, that talk and nothing. speculation yeah. was for naught like he just ends up staying in the same exact spot that he was cut from the Steelers here we go offensive lineman Adrian Ely has been cut so okay. another guy who was pretty much I think Tomlin didn't have to lose any winks of sleep as far as cutting Adrian Ely is concerned no offense to Ely I mean you made it to this final cutdown day that's good but. There's just a certain degree of guys that I'm sure Tomlin weighs a lot more uh, time-wise when he's making right. these decisions than others. So, uh, so far, other than John LeGloop, seems like pretty standard stuff. Seems like cuts that you and I could have looked at the depth chart and made on our own. Um, but that LeGloop one, man, that still, that's the that one still that sits out there out. and you wonder about that. Is there another shoe to drop? Just or because, to like, else? at the end of the day, say Benny Snell gets cut or say... Uh, Derek Watt gets cut, or say Buddy Johnson gets cut. You and I wouldn't have a problem with it, especially, I'm talking about having a problem with LeGlue. It's just the fact that the LeGlue, and who knows, maybe these cuts have already been made. We just haven't, they haven't been made public known yet. to the public. But the fact that we heard about LeGlue before any of the others is what is messing with me the most. Like, if it was Buddy Johnson and... If, like, we knew the order, right, and it was between LeGlue and one other guy, and LeGlue was the 54th guy, then I'd say, that's a shame, but business is business. I guess the Steelers found more value in this 53rd guy rather than LeGlue, and that's fine, but I would, I would, the fact that we're, we're here talking about this before any other big name to be cut is what gives me the most gripe about it. Yeah, I do too. That has to be a, a real leak there or something of that nature. Yeah. It makes so much sense to me that uh, that he wouldn't be one of the first ones released. That's kind of the bombshell, right? Like that's For the sure. that way to drop at the end. Unless there's another bombshell coming that we just don't know about yet. I don't know. Like 44. That's the one that I keep But to, is that a bombshell? Because like yeah. LeGlue provides yeah. depth at yeah. the right guard. But it's the name. It's sure. a bombshell. People know who Derek Watt is more than John LeGlue. Right, but in terms of importance of the team, would you rather have John LeGlue or Derek Watt? Oh, now we're talking about importance of the team. The fans don't care about that. We just want names, brothers, playing together, side by side, brothers in arms, literally, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see, though. I think Edmonds is... Or Edmonds. Edmonds is already gone, the brother Edmonds. I think Watt might have had trouble sleeping last night and I'm sure yeah. he's got a lump in his throat when he walks through the facility today because I think he's he's certainly on the chopping block. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCU one thing that we didn't get into in the other episode that I wanted to sure. kind of front office wise is the Steelers have been reportedly taking calls on Mason Rudolph. Uh, Tom Pelissero from yes. NFL Network reported that. 
Uh, they've been listening to teams. There are teams that are interested in Rudolph services, but it looks like, and we've been saying this for a long time here locally, and now nationally it seems like they're catching on. Steelers are just content on holding on to Mason. They see no reason to move him and no real, you know, positive to doing that move this early. You, you don't need a fifth, sixth round pick. Well, fifth round pick, you might think about it, but still. Uh, the value he brings to your roster this year is going to be more than whatever that fifth, sixth, seventh round pick turns into in the next three years. I, I truly believe that. And I truly believe that there could be a game this year where you see Mason get action, either as a starter or off the bench, because of how bad the offensive line is. Ugh. And I don't want to be stuck into a 2019 where you trade Josh Dobbs and then all of a sudden two of your quarterbacks go down and now you're stuck with the Duck Hodges. Two of your quarterbacks go down now, you're in a pretty decent spot for having two quarterbacks go down. Better right. than most teams could say. I mean, considering you left one go down in 2019 and you were left with Mason, and then you lost Mason and you were left with Duck, if you were to have two go down and you were left with Mason as the third guy, yeah, you're feeling a lot better about yourselves considering you're down to your third-string quarterback. Yes, and if Mason Rudolph came in against the Saints with Pickett and Trubisky hurt and had to start that game at home, I think the Steelers could win that game with Mason Rudolph. Which game? Sorry? Like, say the Saints, one of those games. Or okay. maybe on the road against Atlanta. He has to go down there and play them. Like, if he has to fill in, I think he can win that thing. I think he can win that game. I, yeah, I think there he's, are certain games. He's more serviceable than most teams have at third-string quarterback. No question in my mind. He he's a backup on a lot of teams, and now he's stuck on the third string spot in Pittsburgh. It's a really deep quarterback. Well, yeah, room. he will. He will be the number two guy somewhere else. Eventually. I don't know if he'll be the number one guy. No, no, no. He'll, I don't think he'll ever start in the NFL, but I think he will be a career backup. And you know, like here's the thing: in, in Carolina, Sam Darnold was down. If Carolina called, said, "Hey, we we just like some more insurance." Let's bring in Mason. Mason Rudolph instead of PJ Walker, who they and are like, going if with. If Baker goes, to, if Baker really just is out of it, right? Like he gets traded to Carolina, then it's just well, this was just another bust. They got to go with Mason Rudolph. Would they really be that upset? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's Carolina. I mean, maybe Carolina. Like, I don't know. I I I I think Mason could start on like a bottom tier team. Oh, start for a couple games, maybe like for the Falcons or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. or the Giants. But he's or not, the, or like the Jets. Where but we were no talking one's about. trading for him to be there. No, 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 no. And that's why you're not doing him a disservice. Like if he right. was wanted as a starter and you're keeping him as your third string, you're kind of being a jerk to the player. Would Mason rather stay on the Steelers as they're possibly playing for a Super Bowl appearance, or go to the Panthers? Just because Sam Donald was down. Play for the Steelers. And, right. And well, ride that team. Play for. Well, I meant, you know what I mean. Like, be on the Steelers roster and be a part of the quarterback room meetings. But they're not going to trade him. I mean, that's pretty much what you can say about this situation. It's just not going to happen. It's not viable. And it's not the smart thing to do. Keep him. Let him leave in free agency next year. And roll forward with Mitch and Kenny uh, for this year and the next season. <laughs> The details are in for the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade with the Eagles and the Saints. Eagles got Gardner-Johnson and a seventh-round pick in 2025 from New Orleans. The Saints received the Eagles' fifth-round pick in 2023 and the worst of their two sixth-round picks in 2024. So a fifth and a late sixth-round pick 
for a really good defensive back. Saints just clearly were at their wits' end as far as a contract yeah. extension was concerned. And instead of going through a season with the headache of a guy that's playing on his last year of his deal, going to be loud about wanting that extension and having to redo this whole negotiating process next season, fifth and a sixth rounder, and he's all yours. That's the funny thing about the NFL is like you can really capitalize on opportunity and just get a really good player for a fifth round pick out of nowhere like that. Now, sometimes you have to trade first rounders, like for Minka, if you want to get that kind of caliber, you got to move something that moves the needle. Quarterbacks, you got to move first, second round picks. Right. But you can, they just found a legitimate starter. And if they can extend him, a guy that should be there for the next half decade in Philadelphia. And they only spent a fifth round pick on him, really. Because late sixth round, and you have two of sure. them. What's the big deal about that? So good move by the Eagles, savvy trading, and uh, the Saints clearly just at their wits end with that guy. You mentioned Baker Mayfield when we were talking about Mason Rudolph trade potential and yes. Sam Darnold going down and what if Baker just stinks. Well, Baker doesn't think he's going to stink. He had a message via a sideline reporter against the Bills in the Panthers' final preseason game uh, in reference to his week one start against the Cleveland Browns, he said, quote, I'm going to F them up. That's some pretty bold, bold talk, talk for Baker a guy Mayfield. who, but I got to say, I love it. Like, I love that kind of attitude. Edge. He really did get screwed over by Cleveland. I mean, as much as you want to nitpick his talent as a quarterback and if they could have ever won with him, even though they did win with him and beat the Steelers in a playoff game, but whatever, no one likes to remember that. about it. They could win with they could have won with him. And yeah, he had a little bit of a setback in twenty twenty one from twenty twenty, but who on the Browns didn't? You right. Know, the, the entire team. Browns team kind of took a step back that year. And then to just get railroaded all off season long, like they basically told you straight up, we're gonna get this guy, Deshaun Watson, and you're not a part of our future anymore. Oops, Deshaun Watson's a really creepy dude. Maybe Baker is part of our future. Baker's like, no, 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 no. Too late. You already said you didn't want me. I'm not gonna come crawling back now. Then they do get Deshaun Watson with 280 million guaranteed. Uh, and then Baker, of course, ends his saga being let or being traded to the Carolina Panthers. I get the edge from Baker. I really hope Baker beats them in week one, man. Not just because I love watching the Browns lose, but that's, that's you, Stan Saverin always loves to say around these parts, if you don't know what to root for, root for the story. What a story that would be if Baker drops like four touchdowns on oh, their head. Great. He's doing the Baker Mayfield dances oh, we love on their it. graves. He's doing like the, the arm, around, you know what I mean? The running arm around swinging. the stadium yeah. going crazy. Like maybe, you know, when he was at Oklahoma, he waved the Oklahoma flag at Ohio the State. The field at Ohio State. Yeah. Like maybe he's doing that, the Carolina flag. Sir Purr, he's banging the drum with Sir Purr up there with the Carolina Panthers. I, mean, I want to see him just go at the Browns week one. The thing that's holding that back, though, is it's Baker Mayfield, and he's not the best quarterback. So I could also see him sailing a lot of passes, but, getting sacked by Miles Garrett a lot, sure. and throwing a couple oh. interceptions. So, could you imagine the Garrett sack on Baker? Yeah. I was said Darnold, but you, you, you knew who I meant in Baker. But I think maybe it doesn't come to four touchdowns, but a win is pro- is is possible. Yeah, just With, with the, the Jacoby Brissett-led Browns team, and you're in Carolina. You're in, so you have home. As of now, right, it's week one, so Christian McCaffrey is healthy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have your running back that you can use at least for the first series, and we'll see if yeah, he stays he healthy Yeah, he may go down that. mid-game or just by the very next week, but you'll have him to start the game, assuming he doesn't get hurt 
in pregame warm And I think that's something that Baker can do really well, is not just utilize a good running game, a good running back out of the backfield, I think, is bread and butter for him. Because, like, Kareem Hunt was going to be that guy, but he's had injury problems and suspension problems. Nick Chubb's not an out-of-the-backfield kind of receiver. Like, I, Surely, think, yeah. I think Baker and Christian can work really well together, and Baker rolls out to his right. Do you like the receivers more in Carolina than, than the ones he had in Cleveland? Um, When he had Odell and Landry, I liked Cleveland's but more. But that, now that it's just Cooper in Cleveland and a bunch of nobodies. But it's also that connection obviously wasn't there while he was in Right, Cleveland. that's true. But the talent, I think, was better. Him and Landry had a pretty good rapport, too. But Landry's but already now gone. with... Just, Just Cooper. Cooper, who's I think a little past his prime, and no one to really take any attention away from Cooper. I mean, who are you hoping for? Njoku, your tight end, to be the big you know coverage taker, which or, he isn't. He's not. So I go with DJ Moore and um, Robbie Anderson in Carolina as a much better unit. Yeah. So I think he's got weapons in Carolina. The health of the weapons is obviously going to be the big issue with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, or <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. But, man, I would really love to see him just run up that score against Cleveland in week one. I think that would be just one of the coolest things that we could possibly see. And For sure. what a great start to week one is those two going head-to-head against each other. And also, Monday Night Football week one, Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. Denver goes to Seattle. So whoever the scheduler is, The NFL has done a really good job the last couple of years of just saying, screw everything, we want stories right but they even got lucky like they didn't know when they made the schedule that carolina was going to get baker mayfield right he was going to play the browns they didn't know that the suspension for deshaun watson would land him opening up the season against the houston texans in houston like it's just funny like they didn't know about russell wilson going to denver on monday night but they just even when they're not even trying they just accidentally luck into these great storyline matchups it's why they're the king it's why they're the best league in the entire world it is do you miss any of our show today well, guess what? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts. Shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, our show right here, The Steelers Standard, as well as many more. They are all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, what have you. So if you missed anything from our three episodes today, you can go download. Make sure you subscribe as well to The Steelers Standard. We'd really appreciate that. Um, Back again tomorrow when the final cuts are made. 4 p.m. Tuesday is when they have to be in the league office's hands. So we will have a full reaction on the Steelers standard tomorrow when we know what the 53 Steelers marching into 2022 will be. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Offerman. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. And we'll talk to you on the next Steelers standard. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.